What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Play with a little extra swag tonight. A lot of those behind the backs with the legs. Oh, was motivating. <laughs> <laughs> nah, just, just taking what the defense gives me. Um, they gave it that through the legs pass on the uh, pass break? Yeah, yeah, that was the only way to get it there. <laughs> you made that a trademark now, that between the legs. Uh, I, I, I guess. I mean, it was, it, was, it was a. I'm just glad he finished it. He made me look good. So, I don't know. I had a little pep in my step there. But. The Celtics beat the Magic 107-96. The TD Garden is currently melting down. We're going to do a quick episode for you here on the Garden Isaiah of Four. Isaiah burned it down. <laughs> All right, we're going to do some magic happening in the building right now. Uh, Celtics win. Garden Report, powered by SeatGeek on CLNS Radio and Celtics Blog. Let's do this. Yes, I'm the boss. Welcome to the show. I am Jared Weiss. Next to me is Jimmy Toscano. You can probably hear the alarms going off in the garden. We have no idea what the hell is going on, but we're going to power through this and we're going to give you a quick episode before we get kicked out of here. So uh, Isaiah Thomas pulled out the swag levels to a million tonight, made some crazy plays, tried to dodge it when I asked him whether or not he was playing with something extra. He he admitted to it at the end, though, maybe because you're kind of in a corner when you have to admit that throwing a through-the-legs pass on the fast break was a normal pass. But they were just giving it to you. Like, yeah, they, exactly. they just gave that to you. I like how, I like how you caught them out on that one. But, hey, if you're going to go out and be flashy and, you know, do it. Oh, we're See? good. Isaiah Thomas really was magical <laughs> tonight. If you're going to go out there and be flashy and do all those things, people are going to ask you about it. But that's cool. I mean, as, as, as long as they don't turn to turnovers, which I don't think most of them did. I think he had a couple turnovers tonight. Uh, he had four, and I think he kind of survived a couple there. Yeah, I mean, there were some there sloppy a couple ones. dicey ones. That really nice uh, no look pass of Victor Oladipo. That was a good pass. That, yeah, that was one that was yeah. that would that would qualify as dicey. Um, but generally speaking, I mean, when he goes up there, the thing that I like that he's been doing a lot more now is these like twenty foot finger rolls that go like I, I, I actually tweeted that I thought one of them grazed one of the banners in the Raptors tonight <laughs> on its way up, and then just right it's back. Probably down. the eighty six banner. Too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but no, I mean he's he's. It's funny. You know, I try to listen to the opposing coaches before and after the games, and sometimes you could just tell like they're, even though they know what they're getting themselves into with him, they're st- they leave very impressed by what this guy at his size can do. And that was the same deal with Scott Skiles tonight. Not that Scott Skiles tonight. Not that he didn't think that Isaiah Thomas had it in him, but opposing reporters will ask, you know, what is it about this guy? And he's like, well, I mean, he's quick, he's fast, he's you know he plays with a lot of energy, and he can just flat out score. That's what we saw tonight. It's got to be frustrating to face a guy like LeBron or Anthony Davis or Paul George. What about, like, a little guy like Isaiah who just, like, you could surround him and he just somehow squeaks through, he makes like, that play. It's got to be so annoying. The ball's over here and then all of a sudden it's up here. Like, yeah. you just, it's tough to defend. I mean, we, we, see it, we see it more than anybody because we watch other games and he'll, he'll go up. And I think a lot of people in the heat of the moment, they might forget that he's a lefty. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's because, you know, most guys in the NBA are righties, and I'm sure that they – I'll know that he's a lefty, but in the 
blink of an eye, you know, when the guy's coming at you that quickly and moving all over the place, you might forget that. But he can finish with his right, too. I mean, he, he really does. When, he, when the ball is in his hands, he moves it all over the place where it's just hard to get a hand on it. He's good at showing the ball. I mean, yeah. the guys see the ball, they jump at it. They exactly. swipe at it. He's really good at that. Those we got to go back to those finger rolls. They're yeah. like they go. They're ten feet from the hoop, but they go twenty feet up in the air. <laughs> no. They're so ridiculous. And one, of, I know he had at least one of them tonight. One he missed pretty badly. The fact that he's able to take one that as a reasonable shot right. is pretty incredible. Uh, oh, but another weapon. He made a another he made weapon. a lot of silly plays tonight. And yeah. I really wonder what was what was it that got him to do that tonight? I don't like, know. is there some was sort of beef to, with yeah. Brandon Jennings or something? Uh, I don't think so, but uh-huh. maybe I don't know. I mean, that would be a nice, that would be a nice uh, conspiracy theory that he was had a little extra pep in his step. But I don't think so because we're, nothing he did tonight wasn't anything that we've seen in in a sense in other games. He just happened to combine a few of them. I think maybe mm-hmm. you saw more of them than you normally would. But I think he was playing with a little swagger, a little attitude, um, you know. And and if his teammates, I think that his teammates feed off that a little bit. You saw a couple other little shifty moves, you know, out there in the court. So. It's just something that I think it's a positive. You don't want him to get out of control, but I don't think I don't think it's anywhere near that level yet. Well, he also had that delay of game, which makes me think he was really trying to get under their skin. But I mean, it kind of worked. They it wasn't really until uh, the, really throughout the first quarter they were mm-hmm. kind of dead. They come out, both teams went nuts in the second and third quarters. Fourth quarter yeah, things quarter really slowed ugly. down. The first quarter was ugly. The fourth quarter was ugly. Yeah. But they gutted it out, and Avery Bradley was a huge part of that. He had another one of those really good shooting nights while also playing really intense defense on Victor Oladipo, who had a really good game himself. Yeah, I mean, 37 minutes for Bradley. That's coming off. You know, it's the second night of a back-to-back. He's Almost every time I look up, he's he's streaking down the court. He, he's almost like the Jay Crowder in a sense where he's getting out on that break and he's getting those easy baskets. And I think that's getting him in a little bit of a groove because you start to see that jumper falling at the same time. Um, but what he get, I mean, the fact that he can even give you 20-plus points with the defense he plays – I mean that's that's basically like having a forty-point score every you know every game, even though he might. Well, except that Oladipo at twenty-five tonight. Right, Oladipo's been tearing it up recently too. So I I think yeah, in a sense, you know, you're not getting obviously the plus-minus has a big say in that, but you understand the point where he he gives you so much on defense where he doesn't have to score thirty to be effective like maybe Isaiah Thomas would have to. And they ran some good plays for him, none better than at the end of the game where he had that running hook shot through the lane, mm-hmm. through traffic. That was good to see. They're getting him those. They're getting him his shots. And yeah. there were some periods throughout the season where he wasn't able to get to his spots. He wasn't getting that curl to the free throw extension 20 yep. feet out. Wasn't getting those backdoor cuts where he's running through the lane. He's starting to get those again. And a big part of that is that they're able to run Isaiah off the ball. So Isaiah is curling in with the, you know, the head of steam, and that's yeah. when the defense panics. And that's what opens up looks for Avery Bradley. Agreed. One thing I would like to see him knock down a little more consistently is just three-pointers. I think, you know, tonight he was was one for four. Um, A few games ago, he just kind of stopped taking them, to be honest. I mean, he only took, like, one or two in back-to-back games. Before that, he was, like, one for seven, I think, from the three. So that would be one thing I'm sure he would agree with, maybe knocking down that three-point shot a little bit more consistently. But other than that, he's playing, you know, he's playing great basketball for them. All right, we're going to go to part two and talk about Kelly Olynyk's big night. But before we do that, before we even go to our grandstand play of the game, we got to talk to you about SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best place to buy tickets on the Internet. You go to SeatGeek.com, use the code CelticsB, and you will get $20 off, $20 rebate on your first purchase. If you are a fan of this show, be sure to go to SeatGeek and use CelticsB. And don't forget to listen to not only the CelticsB podcast every single week, but 
uh, Larry H. Russell's hosting pregame shows, CLNS radio pregame mm -hmm. shows, where they have on a beat writer or a radio play-by-play -play guy for the opposing team at 4 o'clock before every single game. Today they had the Orlando Magic radio play-by-play -play guy. There's always good guests, so definitely tune into that at 4 o'clock on CLNS radio, and you can always, of course, find it on iTunes and on Stitcher. Now let's go to the grandstand play of the game. We're not going to show you one from this game because mm. yesterday – Xavier in Wisconsin played, and there was an incredible finish. Let's take a look. shooting well what do you think the difference was tonight was it a matter he hit his first couple of shots got some confidence what did you see that was different with him tonight just saying if you miss six weeks of basketball you're going to be rusty when you get back and then you know every game you play every practice you have you feel a little bit better so you don't know when that's really going to happen especially with a upper body injury where you haven't been able to shoot much um, but you knew that it was going to come around at some point Hitting your first couple of threes, did that make a big difference? Yeah, I mean, that helps. <laughs> definitely helps. I mean, it gives you some room to, to play with and you can go and definitely, you know, that draws defenses out there and they'll play you, you know, tighter and they can open up a little more and stuff. You get hit in the eye? What happened? I did, yeah. I don't know how, but <laughs> I don't know if it's the elbow or something, but yeah. you say? Yeah, it was Shab, yeah. <laughs> Reincarnated. Is it okay now? Or? Yeah, it's fine. Welcome back for part two of the Garden Report, powered by SeaGeek on CLNS Radio and Celtics Blog. Let's talk about some sharp shooting and some ugly shooting tonight. Starting with yep. Kelly Olynyk, who goes four for six sharp from deep, has twenty-two minutes or twenty-two points in twenty-one and a half minutes. Great game for him, except that he had some ugly fouls and then took an ugly shiner to the eye early in the fourth quarter and missed the rest of the game. But seems to he, be in the eye a lot. Yeah, he that eye really. I don't know <laughs> if he has big eyes or something, but they draw a lot of contact. Uh, he referred to Victor Oladipo as Shadlick Randolph reincarnated yeah, yeah. after the game. Uh, but he, he was great tonight for the most part. Defensively, he had some issues. He's still kind of catching up there. But he shot 7 for 12. He had a really good game. Oh, he was he was their offense off the bench. Thank thank God he showed up tonight because they only got three points from Marcus Smart. Otherwise, they got one field goal from the other three yeah, guys. Yeah. Um, you know, with Crowder out, listen, Evan Turner was his starting lineup. That's a, that's a big part of your offense that's now no, no longer on the bench. You need somebody like Kelly Olynyk to step up and fill that void that's that's being left right now. And, I mean, he, he was huge for them. I mean, he came in there, stretched the floor, obviously uh, knocked down a couple threes right off the bat. And you really you, you really get the sense that he's feeling a lot more comfortable now. He took the, the, he took the brace off his, uh, his arm, and it kind of reminded me of Forrest Gump. I mean, what happened to Forrest Gump as soon as that brace came <laughs> off? He just ran with it. Run, Kelly, run. Exactly. Shoot, Kelly, shoot. Yeah. So right just after. had some bubble gum strip before the game. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, four for six from three, that's exactly what they need Kelly to do, to come in there off the bench and hit, and hit, and hit shots, hit three-pointers, build that lead if they've got one when, he, when he's coming in, and that's what he did tonight. And Kelly may love Jenai, but it wasn't oh, just taking off the brace. <laughs> Great for his cover impression. Thank you. Uh, compliment to myself on that one. Yeah, but not he, for me. He wasn't <laughs> suffering shoulder pain anymore. And we right. saw in that first game where he came back, every time somebody was, bumped into him, he was grabbing his arm. He's always like kind of loosening it up yep. like an old guy at the JCC. Thinking about it. Yeah. Thinking he about wasn't it thinking about it tonight. He let it fly. He didn't have any issues. His follow-through was sharper than it was earlier. I mean, he's got his rhythm back. But he's still, 
is, I don't know if it's just like he's a little winded or what, but defensively, he's still like a step behind. We saw Alfred Payton drive right into his chest and draw a few fouls on him. We saw that last foul where he got hit in the eye where he was on the break trailing and he was stepping over too slow to catch Victor Oladipo mm -hmm. and, drew the and, got, uh, and committed the foul. He's still a, little, a step too slow. He's someone that just kind of timing and footwork is able to make good plays offensively, but because he's not really a great athlete, but he's a nimble seven-footer, he needs to be a step ahead in order to be effective defensively. Right. I think that's a little easier said than done. I mean, let's for not forget, he, he is playing on the perimeter, but he's still seven feet. Mm -hmm. So these some of these quick guys like, like a Peyton or like Oladipo, they're going to get past him at, at points. You don't want it to get to the point where he is a liability out there. Now, we know he's not a defensive first guy. We know that he's in there to stretch the floor, to shoot, and you hope that he doesn't hurt you on the defensive end. I don't think he is to that point. I do think he's got to get his win back a little bit, obviously. Um, not that he wasn't able to run with a shoulder injury, but I'm sure he was still limited in what he was able to do with moving that shoulder around. Um, so I think that's all going to come in time. But overall, I don't think you can say too much negative about his performance tonight. I think they'll, they'll, they'll take the whatever negatives you want to give him on defense. They'll take that when he gives you 22 off the bench. All right, let's talk about two other shooters. So first off, you can never, never, ever not be scared of a 15% shooter, was what Evan Turner said a few <laughs> months ago. And now he is, I believe, up to almost a 20% shooter from downtown. Over yeah. He went two for two from the field tonight. He had a, he had what I thought was a third, but he had a foot, he had a, it kind of was like a step mm. inside. And then he kind of jumped back kind of on one foot. Like, I can't, my other foot can't even believe I just hit that shot. <laughs> uh, but he had, a, he had a really good night. He had 11 points in the third quarter. It yeah. was, and Evan Turner hit not only a corner three, but a three from above the break, too. Very bizarre, bizarro world, you know, kind of, um, I can't remember what it's called now, the show uh, Twilight Zone. There Twilight we go. Zone. Twilight Zone okay. night for Evan Turner. I would have saved you. I didn't know where you are going with it. Right. But we knew Evan Turner wasn't as bad of a three-point shooter as he was to start the year. We knew that. I mean, his career numbers were higher than what he was shooting, which was 15% or whatever it was. So he's coming back. He's coming not back down to earth, but maybe back up to earth a little bit because he was playing so he was shooting so poorly from three. Um, I think he's above 500 since the All Star break. Is that right? I want to say he's close. I can't imagine that's right. I want to say he's close. But I assume it's only eight attempts. No, then. it's like it's like it's like six of eleven. Or something okay, like that. Well, it, it's bad, it's very close. But the point is, I mean, he he's not going to all of a sudden become this volume shooter from three. But the fact that that shot's fallen down a little bit, now you might have to respect that a little bit if you're, if you're a defender. And that's just going to open up the, the court more for the, you know, for the other four guys out there. So it's good for him. It's good for his confidence. Not that I don't think he was lacking confidence, but if he doesn't have to think, that was right, he's, he's definitely not lacking confidence. But if he doesn't have to think, oh, maybe I should pass this shot up, if they're giving him the shot, Brad Stevens would be fine with him taking that shot if he's hitting it the way he's hitting it right now. Coming back up to earth. From the pits Back of up hell. to earth, shooting a lot better than than Marcus Smart is right now. Who went oh, one for eleven tonight, zero oh for five from three. Wow, My calculations wow, are correct. Wow. He is now the worst shooter in the NBA percentage-wise, behind really? Kobe Bryant. Now that's what it should uh, be. After well, that's this good game. company to be in. Yeah, right. He's a, he could be a Hall of Famer someday, right? Uh, I mean, it's not like he's like taking shots that he shouldn't be taking, and they should. I mean, it's right. just he's really cold. If you're Brad Stevens, what do you do? Do you just try to get him not to shoot as much, or do you tell him, keep taking that shot? Well, he's, he's, what he's telling us is that they're fine with him taking those shots. And publicly, well, they're fine with Jared Solinger shooting 20% from three. Publicly, they're going to they're gonna tell everybody that they're fine with the, the shots that he's taking, that they want him to keep shooting the ball. And, and even players will tell you the only way to get out of a shooting slump is to keep on shooting. 
Whether or not that's the case with him remains to be seen. Me personally, uh, I can usually find at least three other guys on the court that I'd rather be taking shots than him, and most of the time it's four other guys on the court that I'd rather be taking that shot. But at the same time, I don't want him to. I don't want him. He's another guy who doesn't seem to have lack. Doesn't seem to lack any confidence out there on the court, um, and I don't want him to lose that. So I don't want players to be giving him the stink eye, or I don't want Brad Stevens to pull him if he's just because he's cold. Which, which he did do. He tonight. pulled him tonight, but not because he missed a shot. I think he pulled him because when he missed a shot, he didn't get back on defense. I I don't know if he was complaining that he got called. He didn't get called for a foul, or that he was just sulking because he wasn't hitting a shot tonight. But as soon as he didn't get back on defense after missing that corner three, Brad Stevens gave him the pull. And at that point, I can't blame him because he's not giving you anything on offense. So if you're not going to get back on defense, I mean, really, what good are you out there on the court? You're not, you're not helping the team. And it wasn't just all. that he was staying back; he was standing like in the third row almost. He was like, standing like on the like on the uh, magic bench watching. And as he was standing back there, his guy went down the court, yeah. ran a play to get Evan Fournier a layup, and they scored Easy on the basket. five and four. Yeah. And that's like. Well, for one, Marcus Smart has been the exact antithesis of that his entire career. He's been the guy stopping fast breaks, right. making incredible defensive plays. But it that's is, why he—that's why they can live with mm-hmm. the missed shots because what he gives you on defense. But that was an example of where all these little things with Marcus Smart getting upset, getting mm-hmm. teased, getting into it. It's starting to show the negative side of it. Is when he gets frustrated, and yeah. they don't want to take away his emotional level of intensity because that's what makes him such a great defender. Right. But. There are points where it's going to swing. The pendulum's going to swing too far the other way, and they got to bring him back down to earth. They have to f- figure out a way to get him to channel that emotion and that energy positively, and not let, you know, the misses turn his energy into a negative. They, you know, when he does something good, like we see the team thrive off him when he makes a big defensive stand or when he hits a, a whether it's a three in transition. Problem is right now, I think he's he and he's working on it. There was a time tonight where he got called for a foul. And instead of arguing, he, he literally ran away from the referee straight to the Celtics bench because I believe there was a timeout called. Just didn't say anything. Well, I thought that was some progress. Jay King, and Jay King uh, actually mentioned it on Twitter. He made a point to mention that Marcus Smart seems to be trying to avoid getting in these conversations with referees. So that's a good start. But you don't want him, you, at the same time, you don't want him that to be eating away at him in his mind if he's still thinking about it. You want him to be able to forget it and move on to the next play and hit the shot next time down, which I'm not sure he's there yet. All right, well, last note before we go, my favorite moment of the night, one of my favorite referee moments of the season, uh, ref Gary Zielinski called out of bounds off of Avery Bradley on a loose ball play right in front of the Celtics bench. The whole bench of Brad Stevens starts yelling at Zielinski, upset with the call. Zielinski didn't really even, like, make the call yet. He runs over to Avery Bradley and, like, starts pointing at Avery Bradley's foot and blows a whistle. That never even, like, calls, like, out of bounds or whatever. He just pointed at Avery Bradley's foot really angrily. It. And then the inbound of the ball. It was incredible. <laughs> so, that Brad Stevens, who's, who's actually learned how to really get on the refs over the yeah. last year, finally gets, I guess, a little bit of retribution from the refs. That's funny. So, I, I, I missed that whole thing, but no. that's, that's good. I, uh, angry Brad, is, angry Brad is, is a good Brad. I like to see Angry Brad once in a while. Sometimes he's a little too nice. And, you know, it's good to show a little bit of emotion out there. And, and he does show emotion, but, I mean, we know that when the Celtics win at the buzzer or lose at the buzzer, if you just showed Brad, if you had Brad Cam, I don't think you'd be able to pick which one was the win and which one was the loss. I really don't. All right. Well, I'd love to see his wedding video. I bet it's the same thing. <laughs> probably, the only, <laughs> probably the only time he's ever smiled in his life, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, all right, that's going to do it for us. The Celtics will be going to Toronto for an obviously crucial game here. against the Raptors. And then when I say going to Toronto, <laughs> I mean right here. And we're going to be there for you. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what I'm thinking. But 
They uh, just weren't there. They just weren't That's there. right. So the Celtics are technically tied for third as far as games back, but they are winning percentage behind Miami and then tiebreaker behind Atlanta. But uh, standings watch, is gonna, we're going to do that at the end of every episode now because standings there's not a lot of games watch. left, not a lot of garden reports left in the regular season, and every game counts. So tune in, share this episode with all your friends on social media, or if you talk to people in real life for some reason, share it with them as well. That'll <laughs> do it for us. Jimmy next to me, all right. Jeremy behind the camera. I'm Jared Weiss. This is the Garden Report. Peace out. Coach, just looking ahead to uh, Wednesday night. You guys haven't had a lot of success against uh, you know, that team this year what are you guys gonna have to do maybe do differently to um do well on Wednesday well you know we played them well here the first game we played them well there the second game and came up a little bit short in both of those we didn't have long stretches of good bat many long stretches of good basketball in the last game uh, but they played great and you know they're a really good team and we're gonna have to play better to have a chance to win they know us you know we, we know what they like to do and it's a matter of going out and seeing if you can put yourself in position to win each possession. And they're a really good team. You know, I've been really impressed with Toronto. I think that they, obviously, they, along with Cleveland, have separated themselves in, in the East. Uh, we definitely want to want to beat them and show them before, you know, these playoffs start, you know, we can definitely beat this team. So uh, our, our main focus is, is is the game on Wednesday, you know, and uh, we just got to gotta beat them. I mean, we want to win one. I mean, that beat us, what, three times this year. And they've all been pretty close games. Um, we we just gotta we gotta figure them out. I mean they're they're a good team. They're playing at a high level right now, but they're beatable, and we can beat them. We gotta protect home court, and I think we we can do that on Wednesday. You know they're a really really good team. You know, they have a lot of players who have been playing real well. They're playing, playing well as a team, and um, you know we just gotta come and play our style of basketball and just go out there and play. Yeah, it's huge, it's huge for us. Um, you know, we played great the last two nights, and, and we take it to a playoff team um, on Wednesday night. That's our goal, and you know, we're going to have to beat them, you know, hopefully come past April 15th or 16th, whatever it is. Solid. It seemed like you did that race tonight before the game, you really getting that momentum. Going. I mean, you talked about with each game, with each practice, you're getting full range of motion. Did it really feel like tonight you had? Um, yeah, just you know, getting out there, back in the rhythm, back in some motion. Um, yeah, it was you know better range of motion without the, the shirt on, definitely. And you know, just you know, played out, went out there, played confidently. Hitting your first couple of threes, did that make a big difference? Yeah, I mean that helps. <laughs> definitely helps. I mean, it gives you some room to to play with and, and go, and definitely you know that. Draws defenses out there and they will play you, you know, tighter, and then you can open up a little more. To, to start. You get hit in the eye? What happened? I did, yeah. I don't know how, but <laughs> I don't know if it's the elbow or something. But yeah. What did you say? Yeah, it was shab. Yeah, <laughs> reincarnated. Is it okay now? Or? Yeah, it's fine. How important is it secondary scoring to stay in the stretch? It's huge. Um, you score points to win, and you know, defensively we've been pretty good. And we're trying to keep. You know, keep guys under wraps, and if we can get out and score on the other end, and if you just you know, spread out balance scoring where you know, they don't know where it's coming from, it's really tough to guard. Speaking of the wraps, they've given you guys some fits in the past. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're a really, really good team. You know, they have a lot of players who have been playing real well, been playing well as a team, and um, you know, we just got to come and play our style of basketball and just go out there and play. 
going through the stretch when you couldn't really use your shoulder, you obviously couldn't shoot during that time. Does it take a while just to get Yeah, definitely. Going? I mean, I didn't shoot a basketball in five weeks. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's not easy to just go up there and you know, start firing them up. Um, you know, you a little bit of rhythm. And, you know, my shoulder, you know, not all the strength is back there yet. You know, in the first couple of games, I was, you know, shooting the ball you know, the way I wanted. It felt good leaving my hand, but it was you know, short every time because I didn't have the same strength. And, you know, it's, it's tough as a shooter to, to aim long or to shoot it long every time because, you know, you want to be able to shoot it free and easy. And um, you know, today it was coming off free and easy. And, you know, I shooting the shots, the same shots I was shooting before, and, but I had a little more strength. Could you tell that in warm-ups? It looked like you were, had a lot of confidence, success in warm-ups. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I could feel that you know, every day it's been getting a little bit stronger, a little bit stronger. You know, Bidu and strength guys and the... Ed and Trina do a great job, um, you know, just trying to move it along, you know, one day at a time. Is it always that next day that you want to know if you have a setback in terms of how it feels when you're coming off an injury like this? Yeah, I mean, I mean, hopefully you don't have any setbacks, but you know, I just want to make sure that you know, you're moving in an upward trending fashion. You know, was that brace you were in kind of bothering your shot the last couple of days? I mean, a little bit. It's kind of restricted a little bit, but. Um, no, I don't think it was as much that as it was just you know the strength in my shoulder wasn't quite there. How important do you think when? It's tough because it, you know fatigue's really easy. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, so like you know I shoot 50. Like by the time I'm done shooting warm-ups, 10 minutes, you know, my my shoulder's pretty much done. It's like yeah. you know I can't do too much, so it's it's tough to. My roommate, yeah, my roommate Jay was telling me, you know, we can get him to the gym, get in the gym. I was like, I can't really do it. <laughs> like, I can't, like, my shoulder just won't let me do it. So, you know, I got to make sure I'm doing purposeful practice and make sure that I, mean, I do have some purpose out there. Do you have a sense of how big Wednesday is? I mean, it's a regular season game, and you guys are, have won two in a row, but against a team you haven't beaten this year. Yeah, it's huge. Huge for us. Um, you know, we played great the last two nights, and then we take it to a playoff team. Um, on Wednesday night, and that's our goal. And, you know, we're gonna have to beat them. You know, hopefully come past April 15th or 16th, whatever it is. Lowry and DeRozan, those are their two All Stars. But Scola, as you know, is a low, particularly early in games. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Scola is <laughs> Scola is a low. I've you know, played him for eight, nine years now in, in Argentina and Canada. But um, no, he's he's real tough. You know, he expanded his game and he's shooting a lot of threes, um, which really stretched the defense and you know makes them a problem, especially with DeRozan and Lowry coming off those picks. So, you know, we just need to make sure that we ratchet up right from the start and you know, don't let them get on that little run. Kelly, does Coach have you looking at the big picture or are you like already looking at the West Coast or is it like one game, three no, games I mean, at a time? One game at a time. You know, every day is a new day and every day you got to come to do your job. Well, very important. There's just a little bit of confidence, especially going into a big game like the Raptors. Um, and then obviously the West Coast trip, um, trying to get some momentum going into that. How important is it, you know, Kelly came off the bench with 22 tonight, getting the bench back into shape and to the point where they can support you? Um, very important. I mean, when they're playing well, we usually win. And when they're playing well, um, it's even tougher for the defense to, to figure out who they want to stop. And I mean, Kelly stepped in today and had a hell of a game. He hit shots and he played with confidence, and we need him to do that. Last week you were adamant about getting the team to play harder. Yeah. Back to your neutral, do you 
feel like it's kicking in? We're getting there. We're getting there. I mean, we're not um, where we want to be, but it, we're getting there, and, and we got a couple wins. So that, that says a lot. Those are positive things for us. And we know we, we have a lot of room to, to grow and to get better, but uh, it starts right now. So we're, we're, we're happy about ourselves the last two games. Given the fact that it's very late in the season, playoffs are upcoming, do you think the last couple of nights you could have done a better job as a team putting teams away? Yeah, we could have. But I mean, it's tough in the NBA, especially when you have a little bit of lead. You, you tend to let up, even though we shouldn't. But um, they made their run, but we sustained it. And we made plays down the stretch on both ends of the floor, and we got the win. Starters carried the scoring load tonight. What are you guys finding in that group right now? Um, Dodger finally hit a shot. I mean, that losing streak, we really weren't shooting the ball as well. And that was another. We wasn't defending, but on top of that, we weren't hitting shots. And everybody's starting to shoot with confidence and step into their shots and, and make plays. And I think that's making it easier for everybody else. What's different about Amir these last four or five games? Nah, he's just he's doing everything for us. He's running the floor. He's defending. He's, he's playing with a lot of energy. Um, I don't know what it is. He's definitely helping us, though, and, and, and we're loving it. You got that, that 30 fast break once tonight. What does it, it do when you're able to get run, guys, and uh, getting get confidence? Oh, it makes it tougher for us to, to be guarded. Um, I think we play better when we get out in transition and get easy buckets. Um, like I always say, we don't we really don't want to be in the half court executing, but when we have to, we, we do. But when we get stops, it gets us it gets us out in transition, and we're a tough team to stop when we can we can get transition back. Yeah, you're kind of playing with a little extra swag tonight. I have a lot of this behind the backs with the legs. Oh, what? Motivating. <laughs> <laughs> nah, just, just taking what the defense gives me. Um, they gave it that through the legs pass on the uh, pass break? Yeah, yeah, that was the only way to get it there. <laughs> you made that a trademark now, but between the legs, uh, bounce pass. I, I, I guess. I mean, it was, it, was, it was a. I'm just glad he finished it. He made me look good. So, I don't know. I had a little pep in my step there. What about Toronto? It could be. I mean, we want to win one. I mean, that beat us what three times this year, and they've all been pretty close games. Um, we we just gotta we gotta figure them out. I mean, they're they're a good team. They're playing at a high level right now, but they're beatable, and we can't beat them. We gotta protect home court, and I think we we can do that on Wednesday. What lessons did you learn from that last matchup? Last question. Um, don't let them get out early, and they they got up what 15 to 17 points in the first quarter. And then Scola has 17 points in the first quarter. We have to stop that, and we can't let them let them get a big lead early. That hurt us because we, we were able to come back, but those big leads, they take so much out of you, and we weren't able to, to get the win. Isaiah, you had that 86 championship hat on yesterday. How did that come about? Uh, I went to Mitchell and Ness in um, Philadelphia. What does the tradition mean to you? It is big. Um, I'm a Celtic right now, and I mean, I'm – I'm all for it. It was a nice looking hat too. <laughs> so I, I, I like the hat. I mean, uh, they say that was one of the best teams ever. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's definitely big for us. Uh, coming out strong in this game. Uh, definitely big. Uh, we've had some good games this year. The last few now. Did something click for you, or you just? What's changed? Um, I, I think everybody would, would agree on you know, the games that we need. And, uh, you know, I guess the only counts 
every game counts, but uh, I guess it's the time to just really pick it up. Especially in the position we are. So uh, I thank everybody, just for everybody, the whole team, just to notice we need to pick it up. And that's what we're doing. In terms of yourself, I mean, you're, you're, are there more openings that you're seeing now? Or are you just taking the opportunities more? Yeah, it's just picking up the pace. You know, uh, running the floor, looking at film, looking where I can get open shots. You know, just, just picking up the pace. You know, and those, I guess those last couple games we lost, you know, guys just kind of clicked and realized, you know, we need to just play together as a team and just play a full 48 minute game. Kelly put up the most points that he's had since December the 11th. Just talk about the secondary scoring and how important it is here down the final. Big time. Big time. Uh, Definitely we need him to score. I guess it's his shoulder starting to feel a little bit better. Uh, he's looking for a shot more, and it's just, I guess he's just building his confidence back. So, you know, for him to, to come off the bench and, and give us buckets like that, you know, we definitely need. No one knows the Raptors better than you. What do you expect from them on Wednesday? Uh, they're definitely going to come out and play hard. But for us, you know, to, 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 to lose them a few games, uh, we definitely want to want to beat them and, and show them before, you know, these playoffs start, you know, we can definitely beat this team. So uh, our, our main focus is, is is the game on Wednesday, you know, and uh, we just gotta gotta beat them. Do you spend time looking at video of what you did the last time that you faced them? Oh, every time, every time we're looking at film, uh, seeing what I can do, seeing my openings, mm-hmm. see, uh, pick, and, ch- pick and choose my spots, you know, see uh, the way Isaiah comes off the screen, you know, and uh, just, just look for a good position. Starters really carried the scoring load tonight. Are you guys starting to find something with that unit? Yeah, especially uh, defensively. Uh, we're, we're not perfect, you know, all the time uh, defensively. But as long as we, we play hard, you know, the full game, I, I think we give our chance, ourselves a chance to win. Um, we have, like I said, we have scores, you know, throughout this whole team. And as long as we keep playing hard for the full 48, I think we give ourselves a chance to win. This is your first season playing with Avery Brown. It seems game after game, he's coming up with big. Was that something as an opponent you recognize, or did that just materialize once you got to see him day in, day out? That's just him as a player. You know, uh, plays hard uh, for the whole game. He, he knocks down shots. Uh, and he's definitely one of our premier scorers on the team. So he, he's able to get those shots or, or a clutch defense to play on the team. So he definitely comes up big for us. Do you ever stop being amazed by Isaiah Thomas and just? Yeah, man, uh, unbelievable. You know, um, all story. You know, it's his gameplay and his space for itself. You know, and he's one of our leaders on the team, and uh, what he does, of course, definitely surprises us all. But we know we need to do it. Has he stepped into that leadership role with Jay gone? Uh, as Isaiah? Yes. Uh, absolutely. Uh, just being vocal on the court, on the court, uh, getting guys in the right position, and sometimes just taking initiative to the basket. You know, when guys are on the set, so he's definitely one of the leaders. Are you having to keep your head more on a swivel with Isaiah out there? Because he's making some passes that you know, they're just not typical. Yeah, you know, for us, we just got to keep up with his pace because you know, he's coming off that off the offense or defensive rebound flying. So as long as we, we run with him, you know, he's looking for the open guy. Yeah. <laughs> Always say it all the time. That's what the NBA is about. Getting opportunities to play against the best guys, opportunities to you know, redeem yourself against teams that beat you, and you get a chance on Wednesday. I mean, he's a good player. He's an all-star. I know that it's going to, you know, be a challenge. I look forward to a challenge.
safety reasons. Uh, Doc told me to, to take some games off. It sucked, but, you know, I feel great today, and I don't have any soreness at all, so I'm ready to go. Was it your ankle or your Achilles? Uh, it's, I think it's a mix. You know, it was really, Achilles been fine, and uh, MRI showed nothing uh, on either ankle or Achilles, so it was just soreness, uh, a little swollen, uh, but Today I feel fine. Yesterday I felt fine. The whole weekend I've been feeling good. And got some shots up yesterday and worked out this morning, worked out now. I uh, feel fine, so I'm ready to go. Did you think it was something? Because I talked to you before that game. You um, everything that no. Just up, and then all of a sudden we got word. Like, no, I mean, stuff happens during the game. You can get kicked and stuff can swell up on you. You know, I don't know what it was, but after the game I was just really sore. And, you know, I've, I've had it with my other Achilles. I did it. So, you know, always when it's when, when you feel something, you know, it's like, well, oh, uh, so Doc just uh, did an MRI on it, uh, said everything was fine, but you know, he said take a couple games off and, and be ready for this uh, plan push. So you knew on Wednesday during the day you were going to play Friday? Uh, the days go, all go together right now, but uh, after the game he just said, you know, take take some time off and, and get this thing right. And, you know, I don't want to make no stupid mistakes here. So. I uh, feel fine today and then run go. What was it like watching a team struggle when you, know, you were out and Jay was out? Uh, it, it sucks, you know, but, you know, like like we've been saying before, we got a, a deep team and everybody's, you know, uh, is going to get their opportunity when guys are out. So, um, but, you know, missed, except for when I tore my Achilles, I never missed a game in my life before. So it kind of sucks, but, uh, you know, safety first, I guess, and I'm, I'm good to go today. How much do you think you'd be able to, you know, help in terms of obviously shooting free, but also, you know, defensively? You can talk before that last game about, you know, yeah. going to guard those positions. Just like any other game, I'll just be ready when coach needs me. And, you know, um, you know, I've been itching watching these games on TV. It sucks. So I've been itching to play, and I'm ready to play. So whenever coach you know, calls my name, I'll be out there. Is there any concern there was Achilles flaring up again? Uh, of, I mean, of course, you know, you, you, you think about it, you know, you think back of, the, of what I did, and, and then, uh, but when after the MRI and, you know, a couple days after, I feel nothing, so, you know, I'm not worried at all. Okay, perhaps it's time to have some plays that you've been playing the last few games, particularly your rebound. It's always been a part of your game. What's, what's been your approach to that in, kind of at this level? Uh, yeah, just, just trying to stay focused on things like that, rebounding. Uh, Pushing the pace, you know, creating for others, and let everything else fall in place. I'm not trying to step on my toes. I'm not trying to be the hero of the team. Just trying to, you know, work my way into it. So that's part of it. You know, just trying to be an extra body off the bench to help this team. Argument that balance, though, between you know being someone who contributes, but at the same time you know, not stepping on guys' toes. Uh, just that's. I mean, that's a good question, honestly. But uh, you you know if you're doing too much, you know if you come up like some people. Got the wrong intentions, like oh, well, I'm gonna shoot every shot. You know, coach playing me now, but that's that's not how it works. You just want to get in and, and do 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 anything to help the team. And my you know my responsibility is to get rebounds, push the pace. And if it's a shot there, of course I'm gonna take it. I've been the score of my life, but 
Uh, I'm not coming off the I'm not coming off the bench just to looking to score 20. That's not that's not me. I'm just trying to help the team as much as I can. Is that a I know. Your guard and you're coming in and your job is to rebound. Usually people don't associate that as one of the main choices for guys at your size. I think that's just I think that's a compliment to me. I, I feel I think it shows my toughness. The guys uh, feel like I can rebound and put me in there and rebound and I'm gonna get the job done. Anything that coach needs me to do. So. I don't really look at it as a bad thing at all. So, you know, that's, what's, that's what's the, the key to rebounding for you? Uh, you just gotta watch, watch the flight of the ball. You gotta have a, a sense for where it's gonna come off, and you just you know, like I'm kind of quick on my feet, so I just try to beat everybody to it. And I, I mean, I, I'm kind of athletic. I can jump a little bit, so that helps. Can you coach rebounding? Can I coach rebounding? Can you coach it? I, is I, it I coachable? Rebounding is. Uh, I say that's more you know hard. It's toughness. You got you gotta have it. You can't really. Teach rebounding. You can you can teach how to box out, but rebound that's something that you gotta you gotta have in you. Uh, but, uh, like I, I had a story of me being young and I said it plenty of times. I had to get my own rebound, so I think that it translates from when I was young until now. With a couple guys out, did you look at this as an opportunity for you to show what you could do? I've been that opportunity all year, whether we had, we had a full roster or not. But uh, for me to get the time now, you know, it just means a lot. And I'm just trying to do what I can. I'm not, like I said, I'm not trying to do too much. I'm not. Uh, whether when the guys come back, if my if my time is still there, if it's not, you know, it's just I'm just grateful for the opportunity that I, that I have. You look like you feel more comfortable out there now than you did earlier in the season. What kind of goes into that? Uh, my teammates, uh, the great group of guys, my coaches, my teammates, they do a good job getting me prepared. You know, they always helping me out, lifting me up. So uh, without them, then it'll be tough. Do you feel some confidence, some comfort coming? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I feel that a lot. Was your confidence tested by having not getting time at all? Nah, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. It's just it's kind of a wait, wait for your turn, and when your turn comes, you just got to be ready type of thing. What's the thing out in the court that you feel most comfortable now compared to when you first started playing? Uh, just using the screen and roll, just being more patient, you know, looking for others, and just, you know, just having that confidence, period. You know, so it's, it's tough for not playing and then just people people not being, being on the team because they're hurt, and then you just you get thrown out there. It's tough, you know, especially playing at this level when everybody's good. So you just got to be ready and, and you know, say, you know, just calm. I'm, I'm calm, more calm now, more confident, so that helps. I feel like in the screen to roll, the offense develops a little like slower than it would in the college games. You kind of have to wait for the defense to make their second move after their first switch or first head. Well, it's, it's, it's way different in college because there's more space and it's, it's a three-second win, so you can't just be standing in the lane. So I think it, it helps out a lot. And we got big men that can shoot, so they space the floor. Thank you. Thank you.